Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, May 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Climate activism dealt a one-two-three punch to the fossil fuel industry yesterday, and some of the world's biggest oil companies felt the impact. The FT's Derek Brower talks about what it means for big oil. Plus, a mega deal will bring James Bond to the house that Jeff Bezos built. We'll have more on the Amazon MGM deal. And Tesla may have a way to steer clear of the global chip shortage. I'm Mark Filipino. Here's the news you need to start your day. We'll start with the news that almost got lost. Shareholders of Chevron approved a proposal for the U.S. oil major to reduce certain emissions. Now, on any other day, that would have been big news. If it hadn't been for what happened at ExxonMobil. In a historic move, Exxon shareholders voted against the company and supported a shift away from fossil fuels. And if that wasn't enough, another oil company, Royal Dutch Shell was ordered by a Dutch court to lower its emissions by a dramatic 45% by 2030. To help me digest all of this, I spoke to the FT's Derek Brower. He started by talking about the significance behind the Shell ruling. Well, we need to see what Shell does next first. We need to see if they try to challenge this. Wouldn't look very good if they were to go back to court to try and challenge a court that told them it wasn't doing enough for the planet, frankly. So, uh, but that's a question for them. In terms of their business, it says, frankly, that all the language, all the talk that we've heard from European super majors about how they are somehow part of the decarbonization agenda, a court has just said, in Shell's case, it isn't really. It's wrong. You're not doing enough. You have to do more. And you have to do quite a lot more. I mean, it's aggressive cuts that it's calling for. So Shell, if it is going to observe what this court, the ruling that this court has handed down, will actually have to change its business. I mean, that's a significant thing. Okay, so switching gears, Derek, what does the vote at Exxon mean for the company? With Exxon, this is a very different matter from the Shell one. In a way, it's much bigger, but much vaguer. Uh, The activists succeeded in getting at least two of their candidates onto the board. So uh, we don't know what the new board is going to do. But what we do know is that shareholders have endorsed a campaign from a tiny hedge fund that only launched its activist campaign four or five months ago, beginning of December, and what they're asking for is for Exxon to be a much more active participant in the energy transition. I mean, that's the kind of banal bottom line in it. But what it really means is that shareholders in ExxonMobil have told the leadership that they're not doing enough. Every single aspect of ExxonMobil's business is not good enough for these shareholders right now. And fundamentally, it's a vote against something that has always been associated with ExxonMobil, and that is that oil and gas will be around forever, and this company is the company to invest in if you believe in that, and uh, caused probably one of the biggest shocks in a proxy campaign in Wall Street's history. So Derek, I want to talk a little bit about framing. Mm -hmm. Is this a bad day for oil? Was Wednesday a bad day for oil? Or was this a good day for the environment? Or was it it a a little bit of both? It's a bit of both, and there are some other nuances in there. So, of course, it's a win for campaigners for the, for the climate because big oil companies, the biggest fossil fuel producers in the world, they're being asked or told by a court to change their strategy. That's big. Stop producing as much uh, oil and gas, start producing more renewable energy, get fully on board with energy transition. So that's, that's big for the climate. It's a loss for big oil in the sense that it's a bit of a loss for that vision of a world that remains addicted to 
fossil fuels. And if you're an investor and you believe in that story, then you know it's it's more evidence to think that you're kind of not in tune with a lot of other investors that you're now holding a minority position. But there's a really interesting thing here, which is that a guy on Wall Street uh, pinged me on my phone as soon as he saw the Exxon vote, and he said, "This is great for shale producers, and this is great for national oil companies." And there's some truth right. to that as well. Right. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, Derek, but we actually talked about this with with Angelie Raval, our, our uh, senior energy correspondent, in yesterday's show. And, you know, the, the main focus of that was that these oil exporting countries would actually be hurt by this transition away from fossil fuels and the focus on the environment. So it's, it's, it's interesting to hear uh, how this day in oil, Wednesday, uh, affects these countries and this, these economies. Would, would it be fair to, to possibly call this, I don't know, a, a win for these countries? Well, it's, <laughs> it's a great way to ask the question because you've kind of pinpointed the, the, the crucial debate here, which is all about whether, you know, if, they all, if oil demand is going to slowly decrease over time, who benefits from that and who loses? And the story that emerged from the International Energy Agency's report, and then they, they spelled it out, and Andy was talking about this yesterday, is that some of these poorest countries who only depend, you know, their only export revenue comes from selling oil to the world, like Iraq, um, that they will be more exposed. Well, that's true. There's, that's unquestionable. If oil demand goes down, some of these countries will lose out. And you, it would follow that oil prices would also go down and they'd lose out in revenue terms. What I'm saying is that even as this happens, what they don't want as oil demand is diminishing, as oil prices are going down, is also to be competing with ExxonMobil and Shell and other producers. What they want is, even in a shrinking market, to have fewer competitors. So things aren't happy. Things aren't rosy suddenly for oil and gas exporters around the world if the world is going to consume less oil and gas over time. But things uh, for Saudi Aramco might be a bit brighter if they can hope that even in that diminishing outlook for their commodity, their main commodity, they don't have to compete to sell it with ExxonMobil, Chevron, and Shell. So not a complete save for these economies, but possibly uh, a point in their favor. Derek Brower is the FT's U.S. energy editor. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Mark. In the world of streaming, Amazon has now added to its portfolio in a big way. Yesterday, Amazon announced it's buying the film studio MGM for $8.5 billion. It means the James Bond and Rocky movies may soon be coming to a prime video screen near you. And this deal is about keeping Amazon's prime video members happy. But there's also debate over whether it will change Hollywood. Here's the FT's Dave Lee. Well, it's interesting. I, I spoke to a, a former MGM um, executive. The way he put it was he said, you know, does it change the face of Hollywood because MGM is being bought? He thought, no, that in and of itself doesn't change Hollywood. But does it change it because of Amazon being the people that's buying it? Then maybe it could. And I think what he meant by that is that, you know, Amazon brings with it all these different possibilities of what you can do with a film franchise, what you can do with a TV franchise, uh, and how that might change the game. I think one other particularly useful 
point to think about when it comes to Amazon's strategy here is that one of the fastest growing parts of its business is in advertising. Having more content means they can attach more ads to that content and broadening what they get from that means they suddenly start targeting perhaps different people that might not have been interested in using Amazon Prime uh, previously. Dave Lee is the FT's San Francisco correspondent. Tesla is trying to find a way around the global chip shortage that's forced several car makers to leave plants idle or close them all together. Sources tell the FT that Tesla is taking the unusual step of paying for chips in advance or even buying an entire chip making plant just to secure supplies. Buying an entire plant is less likely because of the cost. Sources say the electric car company is tossing around proposals with industry operators in Taiwan, South Korea, and the U.S., Tesla needs the newest generation of mass production chips, which come mainly from Taiwan and South Korea. Tesla did not respond to questions. And before we go, there's been power cuts across Iran lately. Rolling blackouts even cost Iranian chess players their match in an online Asian championship. Now, analysts aren't sure what's going on, but yesterday, President Hassan Rouhani blamed Bitcoin miners, and he's banned cryptocurrency mining for four months. Crypto has become popular in Iran, and foreign investors are coming in to mine cryptocurrency, perhaps lured by the country's highly subsidized electricity. One Chinese-run operation is estimated to be the biggest in Iran. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.